Welcome to Impact OC, the only program showcasing the people and organizations shaping Orange County. With your host, Don Camber. Hello, live from the OC Talk Radio studios at UCI's Beale Applied Innovation Center. I'm OC Talk Radio Public Affairs Director Don Camber with another great guest positively impacting our community. Today, I welcome Family Promise Director of Development Ross Chun. He's an Aliso Viejo councilman and served as mayor in 2022 and 2019 and mayor pro tem in 2021 and 2018. He's here to talk about Family Promise, which is the nation's leading organization working to prevent and end family homelessness. It has over 200 Family Promise affiliates in 43 states. Thank you, Ross, for being on Impact OC. Don, thanks so much for inviting me. Ross, please explain the problem of family homelessness in Orange County. Well, homelessness is something that is really on the forefront of everyone's mind right now because there are a lot of conversations about homelessness, food, food insecurity, housing insecurity, all of these things that are affecting people across the country. And especially here in Orange County, Family Promise is focused on solving these problems. But we're focused on families with minor age children who are suffering from the effects of homelessness. And that's unique for us. And we have a different approach and we have a programmatic approach to help these families to either prevent homelessness or to get them back on track and stay stable. We'll explain the approach. So we do have a four program approach. And first of all, we, we do focus on, on prevention. Prevention uh, that helps a family to recognize some of the jeopardy they're in and help them to avoid homelessness. But we also have short-term housing. So if a family does find themselves in this position, we do have short-term housing facilities here in Orange County. In fact, we just opened one in the city of Tustin. It's called the House of Ruth. We're working on another uh, facility at Trinity Crystal Ray Lutheran Church in Santa Ana. So we do have short-term housing. And when the families are in that part of our program, we have family supportive services. We help them with things like financial literacy. We help them to uh, prepare to enter the workforce. We help all kinds of things that a family might need, including health services, uh, mental health and behavioral health services. But then after they finish our program, we do continue on with them through stabilization. So in all four of those areas, we work with the families who are within our network to make sure that they stay on the right track and we keep them out of that very difficult, very challenging and very dangerous position of being homeless. Explain the demographics of the people you serve. So the main part of the demographic of the people you serve is there has to be a minor age child involved. If there is a couple or an individual and they don't have a minor age child, then we refer them to another agency. And the interesting thing about Family Promise, we include 18-year-olds as a, as a minor age child, even though 18 is considered an adult. So if you have a single parent or you have uh, two parents, uh, as long as there's a minor age child involved, 18 and younger, then we do step in and we uh, assist. How do they connect with you? So there are a number of ways of connecting. In fact, that's sort of an interesting story. Sometimes they're referred to us by the county Sometimes the, uh, the uh, different agencies will know that we're working with families and they'll refer them to us. And sometimes they just show up on our doorstep. When we were opening the House of Ruth in Tustin, 
the week after we were complete and we did the ribbon cutting, but before we had families taking residence, there actually was a family that saw a brand new building and, and saw our empty dumpster enclosures because we hadn't started garbage collection services yet. And they actually moved into our dumpster enclosures on the property before we were ready to start serving families. So there are any number of a variety of ways that families find us, but most often it is a referral. So they're referred to you and then you put them up for a period of time if they need it? So we have case managers, we have intake managers, we have housing navigators, and all of these people work together in our programs team to first of all, qualify the families to enter into our programs and then find a path forward because this isn't a permanent solution. This is the, the next step forward to finding permanent supportive housing and then permanent housing. Give us some stories of people you've served? Well, one of the most, I guess, heartwarming stories that we have really came from a father, a single father and his daughter. And they were actually living in his car. And the daughter was 19 years old and they were commuting back and forth over great distances so that the father could continue to work. And finally they had to be separated. And so the father was living in his car and maintaining his job. And we were able to get them stabilized, help to find them some supportive housing. The, the daughter then turned 19. And really, because they had an apartment to live in and a stable living situation, began to develop her creativity and be, began to search for her career. And that daughter, her name is Skylar, and her work is on the Family Promise Orange County website. She started doing graphic design. She designed our Christmas cards. She designed a number of different projects for us. So now she's be building a portfolio, a paid portfolio of work, and she's really begun to flourish. And her father, Martin, he spoke at our gala event in November, and he said, this is the first time that I've been able to live like this, that I've had my very first bank account and, and been, been financially stable. And that was the result of working with our case managers and our housing navigator helped to find them the residents. And now they're right on their way. And entering the workforce for Skylar is an, an important part of her life. And being able to develop her creativity is something that really helped her to grow as an individual. So do you take people who may be living in their cars and find help for them? So if it's a family with a minor aged child, then absolutely. In fact, a lot of people are living in their cars. That is a, a very common homeless situation in Orange County. And it's one that makes a lot of these homeless families invisible. You don't know that because you don't see it. They're not sleeping on the street. They're not sleeping in doorways. They're tucked away in their cars. And that's what adds to the challenge of providing these services. But when they seek us out and they, they uh, meet the qualifications to fall into one of our programs, that's how we're able to help. So you're able to get help for them in terms of finding shelter for them and then also services so that they can move forward in their lives and not be homeless. Exactly. And explain how some of the services that you're providing in more detail. So, so much of what we're providing does have to do with regular life skills. So the prevention services, of course, help them with budgets and help them to avoid falling into the pitfalls of debt and then losing their residence and their shelter. A lot of, a lot of the uh, programs, the training, the opportunities that we provide are through our partnerships. For example, there is a nonprofit organization in Orange County, you've probably heard of them, called Working Wardrobes. 
Working Wardrobes is a nonprofit that's located right near one of our facilities. And we can partner with them. They can help our uh, families to learn things uh, about looking for a job, preparing for an interview, creating a resume, and then also dressing appropriately for that interview. So we work with different partners, uh, food banks, um, all kinds of organizations to help provide these services and help the families to stay on the right track. And then afterward, we do check in with them. We check in with them to make sure that they're staying on the right path and that if they do step back and they need some assistance, we're able to provide that assistance. Do you ever find that there's families that may have been really fine and then all of a sudden the they lost the parents lost their jobs and now what are they going to do that is a very common circumstance in fact you know there are so many reasons why a family could be homeless in it it might be a health issue it might be insurmountable debt it might be some sort of tragedy that's affected the parents uh, or the parent and it has kept them from working productively and then all of a sudden everything spirals and then they're homeless and once they're homeless, it puts them in a position very often of hopelessness. And that's why we're here to give them hope and give them a path and support them so that they can move forward and then break this cycle. Do they get in touch with you before they're actually homeless? So that would be part of our prevention program. And yes, we do have services that support families if they see something like an, an eviction on the horizon and we can help them in, in many different ways, sometimes financially, sometimes with information, sometimes with a referral to other resources. And then we're able to help them in that first phase or the prevention phase. Can you describe what it's like for them? Well, I can. And one of the reasons is because Family Promise of Orange County recently took part in the county's point in time count. And so we gathered at 3.30 in the morning and went out into our designated area and interviewed different fam, uh, different uh, unhoused individuals. And this was a time, if you think about just last week, it was very cold, it was drizzling. Um, there were people that were, were seated in different areas where you would never think to, to, to seek uh, for shelter. And um, most people were soaking wet and we had an opportunity to talk with them. We had an opportunity to interview them so that we can help the county to get a good idea of what's happening out there. And then also to provide them with contact information, provide them with, with healthy snacks and gift cards so that at least for that day, we were able to help them with a leg up and then also give them some direction. And so that was an experience. And it turns out that the area that we were directed to was an area of Tustin where I grew up. And that was a long time ago, but I did see how the area had changed. I saw how the people have been affected by the economy, by health conditions, by financial conditions. And I saw a lot of homeless that I would have to say, sadly, I may have driven by and not even realized they were living under bridges, behind chain link fences in the landscape. And that was an eye opener for everyone on our team. It's the first time that I've done a point in time count, especially in this part of the county. And, and so I did get a sense of what's happening. And that's just a glimpse of everything that's going on with the homeless population in Orange County. So what was it like for them? They just live it? They just live on the street? That's, that's exactly what was happening. Um, people were living in, and when I say living in difficult conditions, I mean literally all their belongings and their person sitting in standing water 
underneath uh, drain in, in drainage ditches, underneath bridges. I saw people living in in the mud amongst rocks and debris, damaged tents that were leaking on them. Um, it it was quite startling to see the the level of despair um, for these these individuals and. Um, and the interesting thing was that uh, of the 11 uh, homeless individuals that I personally interviewed that morning, I did not encounter any families. And what that told us was that these families are housed somewhere temporarily. They may be in cars, but they're out of sight. And so unless they seek us out, they're not visible to family promise. Um, and it's not apparent that we can seek them out and provide the services. So then we need to re rely on referrals or rely on those families to come to us. Describe the shelter you have. Well, we never call it a shelter, it is a residence, and we have two. So the House of Ruth is an in incredible facility. It's a facility that's divided up into multiple apartments. In each apartment, there is a common or shared kitchen, but there are separate bedrooms and bathrooms. And if you came in, you would not see the difference between this type of, uh, of, of a facility and a, uh, an apartment or a condominium you might visit. But the fact is that the families who take residence in the House of Ruth have the opportunity to take part in all of our all four of our programs. They get to learn and they get to develop and these family relationships are strengthened and they get to interact with each other. So that's the House of Ruth. Uh, the new facility that we're working on right now is at the Trinity Crystal Ray Lutheran Church in Santa Ana, and that's a totally different situation. Whereas how the roof was constructed from the ground up on land that the city of Tustin donated, Trinity Crystal Ray is an existing church. In fact, it's a historic church. And what we're doing right now is converting classrooms into shared residential areas. And so there's common area, there's a food pantry, there are uh, showers and, and restrooms, and then there are classrooms that we're dividing up so that multiple families can live in them. How long can they live there? So we make sure that we, we keep families down, and it's typically around six months to a year. It's not a long-term solution, um, because if it is a long-term solution, then that's another agency, another, uh, another situation that is provided. Um, we, but we opened the House of Ruth in Tustin, and we had a family in there we opened on October 18th, and within a month, they'd received their housing voucher, and this uh, uh, single mom and her child were able to move out and, and move into uh, permanent supportive housing. How are you funded? So we get government grants. We get corporate uh, funding. We have fundraisers throughout the year. The year culminates in our gala, um, where we have uh, everything you'd expect at a gala. There's uh, tickets for sale, there's a silent auction, a live auction, there are opportunities to sponsor and donate. But we also uh, work with government grants. There are corporate grants that we are the uh, grateful recipient of, and we get individual donors as well. In fact, sometimes people will just see or hear about us and they will call up and say, what, what can I do? That just happened today. Somebody saw on my LinkedIn profile that I work for Family Promise and contacted me and came by with a large donation that we needed of goods. And it's not always what you would expect. Um, many people will stop me and ask me, can I donate some clothes or can I donate some food? And, and sometimes that's a, a tremendous help. But in this particular case, we had um, a, a devastating shortage of female uh, feminine hygiene products. And so there was a Facebook drive to gather these up 
because hygiene products uh, represented a, a, um, a significant burden to the female um, parents and then also the children, uh, the young folks who are in our facilities. And with that cost, there were decisions being made about how much food can be purchased as opposed to these hygiene products. And um, when it comes down to that, then we really need to seek assistance. And this person did a Facebook drive and brought in a significant amount of these products that would help sustain um, our, our uh, female residents. And that sometimes is what happens. Someone just hears about us and wants to find a way to help. Family day centers, describe those. So we have our facility in Tustin, the House of Ruth, which actually has a laundry facility and a bath and shower. And sometimes that's what's necessary. Someone just needs a place to stop in, clean up, take care of a lot of their personal uh, matters, and then they want to move on or they, are, they don't, don't necessarily qualify um, to stay at, at our facility. Or we actually have a shower trailer that moves around. We schedule times and folks that need it can come in and take their shower and clean up and take care of whatever they need. Towels are provided and, and, and soap and different uh, products are provided. And that's something that's incredibly important, especially if the shower trailer happens to be at a location like a church where they might be having a Sunday meal. So then individuals or families can come by, they can uh, make use of the facility and they can stay for a meal. And a lot of times that makes all the difference in the world when a, when a family can leave feeling good and feeling proud of the way they appear and the way they, they um, present themselves to others and they can leave with dignity. So you're saying that a person could still be homeless and remain homeless, but still get some of your services. Yes, even if they don't have minor age children, if they're coming in to make use of some of these facilities and they're not living in one of our facilities, then yes, they can do that. And and uh, that, that shower trailer was such a, a unique idea and it's been going on for years. And we have uh, uh, congregation members who are dedicated to making sure that that facility is clean and functioning and available to the community. Staff. Our staff is growing tremendously. And along with the program managers, the case managers that I, I, that I talked about, we have an outreach manager who works with um, members of the community, segments of the community, congregations. And that's, that was a big part of Family Promise in the beginning. We worked with congregations because we rotated families from church to church and they would stay for a couple of days and then move on to the next. And um, now that we have static sites, we don't do that rotational model, but we still have a relationship with 26 congregations in Orange County, and that number, that number is growing. So we have an outreach manager that works with volunteers and interns and, and also our board and the committees on that board to make sure that we have a strong relationship with these congregations. And that's an interesting part because at Family Promise, a lot of the typical staff functions are provided by board members. So we have finance professionals, we have HR professionals, and they help us keep our costs down, but provide those uh, human resources functions for the staff of Family Promise. We have an executive director who's out there in all the communities making sure that people have heard of us and know what uh, good work we're doing. Um, we have an operations manager that makes sure that everything that has uh, a an impact on a nonprofit is attended to. And then we have our board and our board and our advisory uh, council 
are, are very involved with all of our operations and all of our outreach. What sets your organization apart from other kinds of organizations that help the homeless? So I will have to say that in almost every case, it's the distinction that we're helping families with minor age children. Because so many times I'll be talking about family promise. I'll be talking about what we're doing for the community. But as soon as the information about minor age children and their involvement in our mission comes up, I think that that's the final word when people realize I have to help Family Promise of Orange County. There are children involved. There are young families that are involved, single parents with this incredible burden. It is that element of working with families with young children. Describe how traumatic it is for them to be homeless. You know, I saw this over the holidays and it was quite an experience for me right around Halloween we were talking about wanting to have a Halloween event for these families. And we were trying to figure out budgeting and how we could afford to make this something special. And that was a time when the Aliso Viejo Community Association stepped in. They were having a Halloween parade. And after the parade, they had a large number of pumpkins available. They were decorative for the parade and then they donated them to Family Promise. And we collected 52 pumpkins and brought them to our facility. Actually, we brought them to our administrative offices in Anaheim. And we set those out and we brought some food in for these families. And I saw that just the, the, the joy of a, a simple act like decorating a pumpkin really made that event something special for these families. And while I was there decorating pumpkins with some of the children and talking with the parents, I heard some very powerful stories. I heard a story from one father who was not able to continue on a regular basis to wash his children's clothes in a laundromat because the cost in local laundromats had gone up. And in that particular case, $7 a week was enough where he had to wash his children's clothes every other time because if he didn't do something like that, they couldn't afford the food that they needed. And when you hear about an impact like that, that $7 is the difference between a child wearing clean clothes to school or having a complete meal, that's when you know that there is this incredibly powerful impact to homelessness. Um, I when When you hear about parents who are trying to find a way of just buying enough food and then they're sacrificing their own comfort um, so that their children can have a complete meal. Those impacts are, are tragedies and they're tragedies that are taking place all around us here in Orange County. Do you rely on volunteers? So we do. We have volunteers who come in and do everything from support those events to um, to our gala event. We just had a volunteer work day on Saturday morning, and we had a whole bunch of volunteers come in and help us to organize the basement of the church where we were storing all kinds of products and 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 supplies for these families. And without those volunteers, we could we would not have known the extent of our resources or those resources that we were lacking. So whether they're interacting with the families or they're supporting an event or they're coming in and helping us just get organized, the volunteers are a critical part of what Family Promise does. If people want to help, how can they? So the best thing to do is to visit our website, our familypromiseorangecounty.org uh, website. You can read about us. You can find different ways to volunteer. You can find different ways to donate. 
and you can also learn where we're helping and how we're helping. And if you see me out and about, usually I'm doing something for some event, whether it's at a congregation or, or whether it's uh, a fundraising event. And you can ask me, you can ask any Family Promise staff member, and we'll give you a card and then you can track us down. Thank you, Family Promise Director of Development, Ross Chung, for being on Impact OC. And I thank everyone for tuning in. I'm OC Talk Radio Public Affairs Director Don Camber. Have an impactful day. You've been listening to Impact OC, the only program showcasing the people and organizations shaping our community. Right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio.